Wow, wow, wow. What a visitation we have had. A holy encounter we have had. Hallelujah. It's a holy, holy hush. Oh, my, my. And it's so sweet. Oh, the presence comes in like this after worship and worshiping in one accord and all hearts and spirits are on one accord like hearts, like spirits so we kind of make a highway for him to come in on Mm. Mm. and he just lingers here with us It's almost like you don't know what to do. We've been drinking and and dancing and singing and oh my, hallelujah, hallelujah. God wants to spend time with us. Oh goodness. Oh, Yes, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Shiri Baha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. We worship you. We acknowledge your presence, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You count us worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for the love, Lord. It's like that liquid love. Liquid love. He's just loving on us. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We yield our spirits unto you, Lord. Thank you, God. Release into us what it is you would have us to have received tonight, Lord. Yes, he says, yes, I am doing a quick work. I am doing a quick work in you. I'm doing a quick work in you. I am redeeming the time, says the Lord. He says, continue to yield your spirit unto me. This is where I need you. This is where I want you. This is where I have you. And this is where I can do what I need to do in you to receive me, to know me, to embrace me, says the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
Step forward, step in, says the Lord. I am here. I am here for you. I am here for you as I am making mighty, mighty changes in your heart. As I am leading and guiding you into your direct path. The direct path that you need to fulfill your destiny, says the Lord. Ha shikiboha. Ne maha sharabaha. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth, my child. Come forth, my child. As I am birthing you. I am birthing you into your new season. I am birthing you into your new day. You have not seen nothing yet. There is much, much, much more to come. Continue on the path that you are on. Follow the path that you are on. Do not deviate. Do not try to take any shortcuts. Do not backtrack. Do not turn around. Do not look over your shoulder. Just straight ahead. Straight ahead in me, says the Lord. Come towards the light. Come towards my glory, my children. Come toward my glory as I draw you. I draw you. I draw you more. And I draw you more into my spirit. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I have much, much more for you, says the Lord. The dreams will increase. The dreams will increase. I am even revealing more to you. Revelatory gifts will begin to flow and operate at another level. Just have faith. Faith. I need you. Your part is to have the faith and then to yield to my spirit, says God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've seen a whirlwind of water. Louder. I've seen a whirlwind of water when we were worshiping, and I was asking the Lord what was that, and everything got real quiet. So I knew it was. But as you began to prophesy, mm-hmm. um, He was showing me the correlation with your word. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when 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 you're when when something's being birthed, it, it it's housed in a place of water. Mm-hmm. Things are housed in, in a birth canal of water, and and so what, what I was seeing was this 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 um this whirlwind of water. It was mm-hmm. like a tornado of water, but it wasn't just in it was up, it was inside of each one, each mm. one of us. Wow! Each one of us. God is doing oh, uh, a new thing. Behold, mm-hmm. I do a new thing. I'm making all things new, but yes. don't be afraid. I'm yes. birthing something in the season of your yes. life. A new Should season is coming ha. forth, and, and the rivers oh, of living yeah. water are being stirred within each one of us. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 His presence steers. It tunes up. It activates. His presence activates the prophetic. Worship activates the prophetic. And his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Water symbolizes the Holy Spirit. Yes. You can see the Holy Spirit working, turning, stirring. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Shakia Baha. That's that quick work he's doing. Yes, go ahead. Oh, Shadeha. Ke Baha. De Daha. Speak it out. Shadeha. 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 Shade
Have the interpretation of possible. Yes, sir, God. Time to get this okay, short. Okay, hold on. Speak up. Yes, says God. Time to get this short. For I am bringing to the forefront those that I have called in this season. For I said in my word, first will be last, last will be first. There are those that have been sitting in the in the pews, those that have been in the background, wondering when their time will come, who forgot about their dreams, purpose and destiny had to put on the shelf. But say this, the day the Lord is saying, pick it up. Pick it up. For I am moving. I am moving. For these are perilous times. There are rewards and rumors of wars. The things that happen in the spirit realm as well as in the, in the, in the natural, says God. Mm-hmm. And I bring forth my purpose, says God. Mm-hmm. Not your purpose, but my purpose. For I shall rule and reign, says God. I shall, put, I shall bring kings down bring, and put a pick kings up, says God. Mm-hmm. Think it's not strange for what is going on. For if, if you have read my word, you will see what I have said, what I have told you is coming to pass, says God. Mm-hmm. Notice day. That I shall raise up an apostolic and prophetic people that shall, that shall stand firm in perilous times, says God. And know that I will never leave you nor forsake you. You shall not lose anything. You shall not lose anything, says God. For, for know that I am with you. I am with you. And the, the mysteries of God, the mysteries of my word shall be revealed. You should know that I am your God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Claire. Oh, I, I feel Speak up. Place. Speak up, ma'am. I'm trying to. Let me see if I can turn up my volume. Thank you. I, I'm as high as I can get. I'm sorry. Can't get any higher. Watch out. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm trying to have the people hear you that are here. What's that? I don't have a mic, so you'll have to speak up so the audience, the, the congregation can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? The, I can, but they can't. If you can speak up louder, that's all. Okay. Um, 
I'm in agreement with um, what I heard uh, the brothers speak. Um, God was saying that many forget that I walk with you. Many forget I, I am with you always, 24-7. And because many forget, they don't exercise, they don't operate in the power of Holy Spirit that is within them. And he's telling my child, my child, please remember, be aware of my presence. I am always with you. I am the God that knows everything about everything. And I live within you. A, a, a well of water is springing up from your spirit. Mm. <laughs> I am with you. I am always with you. Hallelujah. Please be mindful of my presence. Please be mindful of my presence and my care. Please be mindful of the power within you to work and to do my perfect will. Ooh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We receive it. We receive it. Anyone else? Did you get anything else? When I was going forth, mm-hmm. it was like the Holy Spirit was weeping. Okay. And when uh, Philip came forth, mm-hmm. my spirit was at agreement with everything. Yeah, yeah. He called us, so he, the Holy Spirit, sometimes he'll have, um, you interpret, but for the most part, for it really to be tongues and interpretation, another one should interpret it. Because sometimes the ones that he uses to go forth are not uh, knowledgeable enough and have the faith and confidence to step out on it. So they don't always do that. And so the person who gave it has to be the one to interpret. Because he's always telling somebody else what's being said. That's why in the word it talks about two and three prophets prophesying, you know, and, and kind of judging. I have a question. Yes. Question loud. I only heard one part of all of that. <laughs> it was when you began to weep, I heard the Holy Spirit say, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that I heard. That's good. That's, that's fine. But it was that's right good. when you started weeping. And that mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Say it again, Sheila. He told me that Philip would be the interpreter. Be the interpreter, yeah. He's done that to me in, in a meeting before, too. I heard somebody way over here in tongues, and then I, he would tell me who's going to interpret, or he would give it to me. So sometimes he'll give it to you to speak it out, but sometimes he'll give it to you to judge it. So it really just depends on your experience and maturity. And flowing with the Holy Spirit. Because when you're on one accord, you really should be able to sense and know that it, first thing, that is God. Because sometimes, you know, you can tell right away if it's a fake. And I'm sorry to say, people fake this stuff in meetings. They really do. It's sad and scary. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. How come I only heard like just that? Like, it wasn't, like, where does that, how does that fit in with interpretation? I don't really understand it. I don't. I, yeah. She, she went for it twice. I don't know if you saw the shift. I don't know. I just heard. Did you sense the shift? Yes. Philip, you sense a shift in her tongues? Two times, three times? Yeah. You fit, you, okay. Anybody else kind of sense the shift? You probably, probably no, you did because you, because it fell on her. So there was like two utterances. Okay, but it was just that it was just that piece when I heard the weeping. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. It was only during the weeping part. So yeah. What does that mean? It just opened up your ears for that piece. Oh. It's the only part he gave you knowledge of. Oh. 
a revelation. Uh, remember the revelatory gifts is God revealing something to us, something we didn't know, and it's in the secret. So the revelatory gifts are your gift of uh, word of wisdom, gift of word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Okay, so those are revelatory. But what was happening just now was prophecy. And that's the speaking gifts. And so you have the prophetic utterance, which is the gift of prophecy. Then you can have the tongues, diverse kinds of tongues. And then you have the interpretation of the tongues. And diverse kinds of tongues, along with the interpretation, basically is prophecy. <laughs> interpretation that was interpretation you had the interpretation part uh-huh you had a piece philip had a piece and so did claire and it, it all was bringing it this picture together i kept seeing this picture start to form but i'm a seer but you know you talked about the whale and i think it started off with with uh kelly with the new thing and not be afraid and then it just start building up and he, we, we went more into like, we actually, if you don't realize that you did or you didn't, but we were in the throne room. We were in the throne room. <laughs> yeah, we were there. Yes. <laughs> we were in the throne room and I saw the fire and the, and the altar and, and all of that. And then, then you start talking about the water and the wind and the wind and the whirlwind. And then so I think Claire was talking about the belly and the water. And then I think the Lord earlier said that we would have rivers of living water flowing anyway and to come on in. He was beckoning us to come in. And then somebody talked about the birth and how in darkness that's where things are formed and things are birthed from the water. And, uh, and then, of course, Philip and, and um, Apostle Aletha and... That tongue of interpretation just kind of took it to where, okay, this is it. Get off the shelf. <laughs> I'm doing, I am doing a new thing, you know, and, and they're not going to be people you know. They're going to be people that are not, you know, the big famous people that are going to be coming forth that God's going to use. He uses all of us as he wills. And I mean, look at us here, a small group, and we're hungry for God. And we came and we worshiped and we loved on God. He loved back on us and he spoke to us. He didn't only speak to us, he spoke through us. He visited us. He still, well, he's still here because we have to now go into some, some teaching and a little bit of activation. We still have a good hour left, but God is just amazing. And that was God. Yes. That God. Okay. God. Yes. Yes, exactly. I didn't have it all. Mm -hmm. part. Everybody has a part. That's another thing that I had on my notes too is we prophesy a part, and that's for a reason. We're all become a part. We're all a part or a piece of the picture or the puzzle or the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ becomes one, and we all have our place, and we're all different. We're all unique. I think on Sunday yesterday, I talked about us having um, the number of our hairs numbered, no matter how many we have. Amen. Yeah. And then we also have our, all have our own fingerprints. And I mean, goodness, who would, who, what, who but a God could do that? But God wants us to know that they, everybody was saying 
Jesus, but it was God. Say what? What'd you say? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God is Jesus. Jesus is God. All three of them operate together, Sheila. Yeah, they all work together. Yeah, and if you read uh, spiritual gifts under First Corinthians chapter twelve, I believe it's verse nine. But all of those gifts flow together, and all of the gods, all three gods, which is basically one God. You see, that's what you're saying, right? It was God. They all, it's all of them together. She, I don't know, I don't know what you mean by that. Pointed at Jesus. When? I don't think so. You mean in the praise and worship time? I don't know if everybody was thinking that. You can't say everybody was thinking that because we don't know what everybody's thinking. Yeah. So we'll talk about it afterwards. You can kind of clarify it for me. But for the tape, we know that the spiritual gifts, all three gods, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit work together in the administration of the flow of the gifts. You know, you, they all three are, I mean, because it's just, it's one God. It's so much to know when we only have like this much of it. And that's all he wants us to know. Because one day we're going to know more because we're going to be in heaven. <laughs> Amen. 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 Do you have a question? Yes, Speak up loud so we can hear you. Um, what, we was in worship. Uh-huh. Uh, I was excited. I was going to say, y'all excited. You're excited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and um, I felt to... Then I heard, no, I actually saw myself. I was because I used to see myself doing things. Uh-huh. So I bowed down over here. Yes. Yes. The only thing I heard was a special night. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah. It was like we had a meeting. Well, we do always do have a meeting with the king, but you know that song, it's like take me to the king. It was like, hallelujah. Oh, it was really a special. It is a special night. Amen. We received that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It, But you see how the Holy Spirit works? Yeah. The Holy Spirit, God, right, Sheila? I'm not going to say how the Spirit, God, Sheila, all of us. Yes. As, as I was, when I dropped that, the core off, and, mm-hmm. and as I was looking at everyone walk in here, mm-hmm. it was like everyone, I skipped through walk in, it was in anticipation. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Everyone, like you were saying, it's a special night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. In, in, in anticipation of this special night. Amen. So we, came in, we came together pulling on God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Pulling on His glory. Exactly. And we should. Remember, I said, whenever you come together, we should be expecting. Yeah. We have to. You're not going to get anything if you don't go after it. You got you to gotta see it. You got to know what you want and go after it. Even if you don't know what it is, just say, I want more of you. That's what I say. I want more of you, Lord. Whatever you want to give me. I'll take it. Uh, Ms. Marilyn, can I say something real quick? 
Uh huh. Hold, hold on one clip, minute, Claire. Let me. Can you go hot louder? Claire has something to say real quick, you guys. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that um, what I learned about prophecy uh, so far and interpretation of dreams and so forth uh -huh. is that it's so serious. God can lock up your bowels. I mean, I've had that happen before where I didn't speak a word that God mm -hmm. wanted me to speak to a church. And I'm like, I was hesitant because it didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. It didn't logical. I didn't get it. And God said, you better speak that word. Yeah. And then just let it go. Just, just let it go. Let it be. Because what I know I'm given to this church for a reason. And let me tell you, when I released that word to that pastor, I'm, I'm not trying to be gross, but mm. I was, it will, it will lock you up physically. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, God, you know, if you give me interpretation, I don't look for it, but if you give it to me, I'm going to say just exactly what you said. And I'm not going to worry about it mm -hmm. because I don't need to understand all of it. I just need to be obedient. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. Amen. Amen. There was some, somebody else had something. Yes, speak up, please. <laughs> okay, so since I got that, you know, people perish for lack of knowledge. So, like, say we're in a setting and I don't know, you know, anybody up in there or something. Yes. And I'm here, I hear, like, one little phrase or one word and they interpret it. Am I, do I have to say that? Do I have to speak out? Because this is a different setting. Than yeah, when you're in training. This is. If you can't see, you're in training, right? You just admitted yeah, it. I am. We're in training. So God gets an opportunity. He, he knows we have to practice somewhere. Okay. And he knows we're going to maybe miss it sometimes. Yeah. But he'll come back and try it again. So but that he lets you know that that's you. If you, don't, if you don't step out, it's okay. He'll come back again and try again. Well, remember when we was down there and I heard and he was like, you got to speak if you hear it. And I, I... I was so nervous. I don't even yeah, know. Just, that's okay. I, I jacked it up. You heard it. <laughs> Did somebody else speak it out? No, I, no, I think it was just me. And I probably, I don't even. Because sometimes what will happen is he'll pass it to someone else. But he's letting, he's still teaching you because he, he, he gave it to you first. And then you hear somebody else say it. And you say, oh, that's exactly what he told me to say. Yes, yes. Speak up, apostle. This was years ago. And when we were in the same church and, and uh, we were doing um, activations, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she, uh, Prophet was sitting, standing next to me, holding my hand. I had somebody else's hand. And God came to me, and I can't even tell you what it was that he said to me. But I was like, oh, God, please use somebody else. So he gives it to her. <laughs> the very same thing that he had given to me. But he didn't let me off the hook. And because I'm in training, I was in training. He gave it to her to let me know it's me. Mm -hmm. And he came right back to me with something else. Mm -hmm. And so then I spoke it for him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So that one word word you got tonight, mm -hmm. think about last, last session we had. Activations. Yeah. What do we do? One word. That's good. Oh, that's that's right. good. Yeah. And that one word, mm -hmm. what was that? That's good. It's just, it's just learning. It's just learning. Mm -hmm. Because even as long as I felt like I was going, mm -hmm. he could have came back and said that God said he loved all of y'all. And that would have been it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen. And you know, with, with the, um, especially
Or just sometimes you can have a prophetic utterance and there's no interpretation. You just give a prophecy to, I think you told me you did that for the first time. Yeah, yeah, a congregational prophecy. Week, yeah. Last week, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the gift, it was yeah. the spirit of prophecy yeah. in a corporate setting. Yeah. It never happened in a corporate it setting. It just, like that, that happened to. Yeah. Yeah. That was your first time, Kelly, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never, first time. Never wow. did it before. I just felt my whole body just. Uh huh. Yeah. I was going to say, if he gets on you, I'll just get ready to tell you how you know. He will not lift. And sometimes it's your, your, t- your stomach churns. Yeah, and you churn and you got to let it out. Your bub- we call that bubble. You're bubbling. Mm hmm. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah. You got to open your mouth. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to try to do like a quick overview, like 30 minutes. Then we're going to do a, a couple activations. Will that work, everybody? <laughs> Praise the Lord. What an amazing night. So, you know, we've been talking about... Um, the prophetic and prophecy and the gift of prophecy and the prophet, the office of the prophet, and the fact that we're all in training. And so when you're in training, you can practice with one another. You know, you, we give, I give you permission to practice on me and you give me pra- permission to practice on you. And so sometimes you start flowing in things you've never, ever flowed before. She, I haven't heard you speak in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. Philip said, he told you, Philip. Yeah, that was Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, anyway, <laughs> tonight has been amazing. And so it's, it can only get better. Remember how I told you initially the first night, it kind of be slow, but he starts building up. And you got something to say? Yeah. Please say it, because I can see your face. <laughs> okay, speak up, please. Yes, it's a feeling yes. I've never felt before. Okay. I still feel, um, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm happy. I'm yes. just all these emotions. I'm happy. I'm yes. overwhelmed. This is the first time in my life I've been saved for, since 1980 of March. I've never done this ever in my wow. life. I'm wow. so happy. Praise the Lord. Yes. I'm so happy that God put me with Prophetess Marilyn. Yes. It wasn't for my pastor and, and going to Zutan. I would have never. It was a divine appointment. Yes. And I feel like there's there's still a warmth. Yeah. It feels like my stomach's just like a heat. Like okay. Yeah. And it still feels hot. Okay, it's good. It's a good warm. It's good. Not, I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I really believe. Uh, I believe in anybody here that can be in there with me. I, I, I confirm, or what I see is that the gift of prophecy has been activated in you. The gift of prophecy was there, but it was never pulled on or activated. 
So God actually put his hand in and turned it on. And now it's working. It's been working on a little measure. Because when you sing, you sing prophetically. But we all sing in the spirit. Okay. But there's a... We had the teams when we Oh, yeah, your uh, partner from last week? Yeah. So that, that gift now is, is active in you. So you have to now exercise the gift. Okay. You know how you exercise your muscle? Yeah. And you, yes, you got to exercise the gift now. Okay. Now you need to release whenever God gives you something prophetically. You need to kind of bubble it out and let it come out. Okay. You may be you may prophesying to your husband. You may prophesy to yourself. You may prophesy to your kids. You may prophesy to me. You may prophesy somebody in the grocery store. And it doesn't always have to be, thus saith the Lord. Right. You just, I just hear the Lord saying this, and he told me to come tell you this, just to encourage you. And then release it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hallelujah. Oh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, shadadabaha, shadabaha. Kodadaha. Uh-huh. Yes. God spoke through me and he showed me yellow for her. Mm-hmm. He showed me new beginnings. New beginnings? <laughs> yellow? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Woo! Glory! Glory, glory. Well, you know what? You look different. What is going on with you? I don't know. Oh my my! Whatever me, it is, let him keep doing it. Your eyes me. look different. He told me that when I thought up. Oh, shut up, aha! Okay, shut up, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. You look different, honey. You <laughs> we we not supposed to be prophesying yet. We're, gonna, we're not going to do any word. We're going to do all prophecy. <laughs> we're just going to do prophetic utterances. Anyway, I was going to talk tonight about the training piece. Remember, we have four weeks. We did the introduction of prophetic or prophecy, which mainly talked about the gift. Um, last week, we kind of got into the call and what the seriousness of the call was about. You know, and everybody has a call. Everybody has something to do. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody it may not fulfill their purpose, but everybody does have one. And all are not necessarily called to fivefold. You could be called to any, another type of ministry. But everybody should and want to prophesy. Prophecy is the closest that you can be to God. He flows through you. He is close to you and wants to be close to you. And he wants to speak to you. So prophecy is God speaking to us is basically what it is. And that's why the Bible says everybody should want it. Amen. Today we're supposed to talk about uh, the prophetic prototype, which is training. How do we develop and shape a prophetic person? How do they become and evolve into what they are prophetically? As you can see, we're all unique in our gifting and even what we look like and our personality and our traits and our talents. Same way uh, Father God is and, and uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. They're unique in their personalities and traits. And if you want to hear what I spoke on yesterday, I talked about Holy Spirit. And who he was. And so if I was to speak about Jesus, then I will talk about how Jesus was. Jesus really was our example. He was our, really, I call him like our big brother. But once, you know, he's come and died for our sins, he becomes our savior. You don't see him in that sense anymore. But when you see him as a big brother and as a friend, 
It's when you're walking this walk because you know he walked the same walk you walked. He walked the same ground that we walked. He endured the same stuff we endured. And whatever he did, when he endured it, that means we can do what he did. Isn't that right? Woo. Sometimes we don't think that we can. But we can. My, my. Hallelujah. So, training is necessary to develop you and to perfect you. We all have to go through training. My training and my gift got activated, like yours. <laughs> I, was, I had to be in any training I could be in. I was on a couple prophetic teams. I was having prophetic training a few times a week and then in my normal regular services. But you have to be able to be in an environment where it can grow and develop. So you'll have to kind of sit back and see where you are and see if there's some adjustments that God might be making in your life regarding uh, where you are in your ministry and what he's called you to do. And if he's given you a vision you know, many times, because when your gift wakes up, you start to really have more visions and dreams that you might have had before. It makes, they make more sense, and they're more spiritual. But then sometimes they don't make sense, because it seems like you don't think you'll ever attain them. Because I can remember being on a huge, huge stage and podium with people with me, and I don't know who they were. I don't know if I was in heaven or not, but it was just a sea of people. I couldn't, I could, all I could see was, it was like it was the sea out there. And that's where that term comes from, sea of people. So if you ever see the word in the Bible, see, it's talking about people. Okay, a huge, large, large number of people. But, you know, that's kind of how you determine where you are in your gifting and what God is doing with you. And then let him do the, the rest. Because he'll identify people that need to be in your path. Uh, he'll put you with people that you need to be around. He'll, you'll train, and you'll train maybe in one area, and you'll graduate, and you'll move into another area. So you won't stay in the same place, you know, forever. It does take some time. But as we know, the word went for today, and God said, I'm doing a quick work. <laughs> That's why time is going short. Aren't the days, seem, they seem like they're longer now, but still, time has sped up. Time has really sped up. We're already almost at the end of this month, which is March. First quarter, and it seems like the year just turned to 2022. I just got comfortable writing 2022. So we're prophetic, a prophetic prototype. The concept of prototype is closely related to schema, a schema or a model of the prophetic. Linguistically, linguistically, the word prototype is used for something that is an original. It's something that's a, a sample, an original, something that God made. Original something used as the standard. It serves as the standard of measuring yourself against it. That's what a prophetic prototype is. A prophetic prototype is a person believed to be the typical example or representation of what a prophet or spokesperson for God looks like. I love that because that was revelation I got from God. <laughs> I get stuff all the time. I just write it down and I share it with you guys. No, well, one day the book is coming because <laughs> he told me how I could make that happen without not procrastinating, but thinking that it's not going to ever happen because he holds he'll hold me to that. So and then I heard this uh, with the, the speaker from last week. We were looking listening to somebody on, on uh, they, they had a live 
training or something or something at, at, at some point in time. And the person said, you are not your gift. You are the gift. Okay. You are the gift. So you are not your gift. You are the gift. Okay? Guys, conceptualize that in, in your mind. We talked about the call and the prophet a lot last week. So now I'm just going to briefly cover some part of training. Well, the biggest thing is consecration. Being set apart. God sets you apart. That's what the word consecration means. Um, consecrate, which means to make holy or to dedicate to a higher purpose. The S-E-C-R part of consecrate. That's the, kind of like the end, almost the middle. Because the T-E is not on the end or the C-O-N is not on the front. But that means that word is means sacred. You are made sacred and holy. I'm just be thinking like holy water, you know, things like that. It's pretty serious stuff. Remember that something consecrated is dedicated to God and thus sacred, that is sacred and holy. Consecration leads to humility and humility leads to being pliable and sensitive to Holy Spirit. So one thing we saw tonight was that you guys' sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is better. I don't know what's a better way to measure that, but say better. It's improved. It's much improved. You're coming more and more and more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that sensitivity is not a mind thing. Okay? It's not in your mind because your sensitivity is in your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, is open. I guess I'll use this example because he's showing it to me. Um, I think it was last week or it was, it was one, 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 one day last week. And you know the Ukraine thing is heavy on, on everybody. I think we, we try to block it out or not listen to the news. But every time I get home, I want to know what's the news, what's the latest. Because so, sometimes you need to know so you know how to pray and to respond to it. But this, this one morning I woke up and I could hear in my intercession, I could hear crying deep down. I thought I wrote it down on my, in my notes, deep down in my, um, my heart, my spirit. Man. I was hearing this weeping. I won't say crying. It was more like a weeping. And I kept asking the Lord, I said, well, what is it, God? What, what is that? What do you, in other words, why are you weeping? I'm thinking it's Holy Spirit weeping. <laughs> because, you know, intercession, Holy Spirit can come to you and, and place, that, place that there. And, and a lot of times when I get, um, when I'm, I know I'm supposed to go and pray and intercede, it's more of a, uh, it comes on me kind of thing that hits me to pray. This was like internally, deep, deep internally. And then I heard the, the Holy Spirit say, well, it's not me. I said, okay, <laughs> it kept coming up and I was hearing it very clearly here in my ears from here all the way up to my ears. And then all of a sudden I just had this knowing it's your spirit. Your spirit has a voice. Did anybody ever think of that? We always think of Holy Spirit's voice and you're being in tune to hearing his voice. And being sensitive to his voice. But your spirit has a voice too. Why wouldn't it not have a voice? 
It has a mouth. It has eyes. You have spiritual eyes. You have spiritual ears. And I said, okay, so what are you doing? <laughs> why, is my, why am I weeping? And then that's when the Lord, is, the Holy Spirit uh, said to me in my heart, then this time I knew him, he heard him speaking. It's a, he gave me the burden to pray for Ukraine. Because yes. I had already been praying. But now it's, it's more like I'm carrying it. And so when you carry something, it's there. Like right now I'm talking to you and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. And so you, whenever you feel it, then you pray. It's kind of attached to you. And then he said, it's a seed form. It's planted. It's a seed. And then it takes birth. It, 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 it means it's birthed down the road whenever it gets birthed. I don't, can't tell you no more than that. That's all I know. <laughs> but that's something new for me. And, and I was supposed to bring that up this evening. For you guys to hear that. Okay, so back to the notes. I'm going to be jumping around because I want to finish right at 8.30 so we can do some activations. Um, I talked about the consecration and then there's this transformation that happens and we already talked about how long this process can be. I'm one of those that had to be in it forever, it seems like. Consecration is an act of your will. It's something you do have to determine and decide to do. Just like you decided to be born again, right? It was a decision. So you make that decision and you stand on that decision. Do whatever it takes. It's a vow to God to consecrate yourself for his purpose. You belong to him now. You don't belong to yourself, okay? Sometimes the process is called the wilderness, Period. Because you seem like it's only you. Why did I have to why can't I go out and have fun? Why is it why do I have to go pray and read the word? Or why can't I go hang out or, or go see that movie or whatever? Not saying it's a bad movie, but you know, sometimes your time is dedicated to God or He'll you know, I don't get this as much as I used to do. Used to when I when he was really kind of shaping me and guiding me, I would get this feeling where he I knew he I was I, he would just come and he wasn't happy with what I was getting ready to do or say. I, I, I was supposed to make a decision to stay home, or or something like that. Has anybody else experienced that? Or I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I don't get as much as much as I had, but yeah, there was a time during that process of developing that that will happen. That your will. Has to be, you know, not as God's will has to be stronger than your will. Okay. Um, the wilderness, we talked about being in the dark with the pregnancy, right? Same situation. In dark times, that's when God works. When you don't think He's working, He's behind the scene working. When you think it's you're all by yourself. But, you know, like in, in the beginning, like in, when God created heaven and the earth, it was, it was dark. And then he spoke something into existence. And the same thing for a fetus, nine months in the, in the womb. And the baby will come forth one day. So it's during the wilderness that brings out the faith to depend totally on Jesus. And that's why you go through it. Jesus even went through the wilderness. Mark 1 verse, uh, verse 12. Jesus was drove out into the wilderness to be tested. So you too will be tested. He says, endure as a good soldier and the victory will be yours. 
The test produces the testimony. Amen. Biddy Hinn has several tests he talks about. Several. Um, And he stresses the fact that the call and the Lord are one. Your call and God and, and, and God is one. So you can't separate the two. Because you, you belong to him. Um, the test, I'll just list them. And if he has me highlight one or two, I will. One is the affection test. This is when you give up everything. Family. You know, I mean, you don't, you know, you don't leave your family. <laughs> but they don't dictate anymore, you know, what you're going to do with your time. You know, you have your time, they have their time. Um, the t- and then there's the time test. And that's, that is a part of the wilderness where you're, God has got you a, for a season hidden as he's developing you and refining you and, and you know, moving out in purities. Replacing more of him in your heart. He's revealing what's in your heart so you can help deal with it and get it dealt with. Hebrews 2.29, it says, Our God is a consuming fire. In his presence, he'll burn up all that stuff that's not like him. Then you have the word test. It's testing the word, the word of God. And uh, you can write down the scripture, Psalm 89, verses 20 through 23. 89, 20 through 23. Then there's the character test. We must be holy. So we have to make moral decisions. Remember, people are watching us. So what does your character look like? Character is more important than gifting. Surely, because, you know, they say your, your character, your gift will take you somewhere where your character won't let you keep you, allow you to stay. Because eventually the real you is going to show the real nasty, dirty, mean person that you could be, right? A short-tempered person. Then you have the wilderness test, and we just talked about that, the wilderness season. Uh, you feel like you're the only one. God is not speaking to me. Where are you, God? Why aren't you talking to me? Where are the dreams? You used to give me dreams all the time. Where's the dreams? Oh, my goodness. But he is there. He's still there. You're going through experiences. You're going through day-to-day things that you have to see God in them to make the adjustments you need to make. You must watch the time that you spend with family, jobs, friends. They all can steal it from your time with God. And remember, ministry uh, is ministry is ministry revealing is is actually revealing God to people. That's what ministry is. Ministry is revealing God to people, not to you. Not you revealing yourself. <laughs> you know, you're not the limelight. The person you're pointing people to is to Jesus or to God. Patience test teaches us to surrender our rights and expectations to God. We have to be patient with God. Warfare test. You're going to have some battles. He only gives those who he has called for a purpose. Those kind of tests and battles that some of them can be very serious. But most often, we win. We still win. (laughs) We win them, hallelujah, because they become a part of our our testimony. So he could use us. He's breaking us. He needs a broken person. He can't use anybody that's not broken. If your will's not broken, how can he use you? How can you help somebody else that's broken 
if you don't understand what it means to be broken. Then you have the vision test. The vision test is when, you know, you, you know God's given you something to do and you, people will try to pull you away from it. They'll say, you're, you're not that. That's not going to happen. They're negative. You, especially the devil will come and badger you. They will always be, you will always be under attack. Your vision will be under attack. So stay focused on the Lord. And remember the call and the Lord are one. God sharpens us, develops us to walk in our call. You do not know who you are until you are broken, until you are weak, until you are alone and by yourself to look at yourself, deal with yourself. You must go through the process. God only uses broken people. God must process us to possess us. When he has, when he has us and he can trust you with more. I can remember, I was looking for this gift too. I remember, and I can't remember if I told Sheila this or Philip. This, this has been a while back. God said he was going, he, he had a gift for me and I kept waiting for this gift. I said, what in the heck? What, do you remember that? I told, Philip, did remember telling you that? God told me he had a gift for me. Yeah, he told me he had a gift for me. I said, okay, where, when am I going to get this gift? And I'm just kind of figuring, trying to figure it out. And then after now, finally figuring it out, revelatory, getting revelation, is that once you have processed and you've been through the process and he can trust you, he gives you that gift that you're supposed to have. And then I truly can walk in the office of the prophet when he said that I had, he, he was giving it to me. <laughs> So he molds you and shapes you. It's already there. You're the one and not ready for it. When you're ready for it, it's, it's in that time, in that due season, that it will, it will happen. And that's when ordination and commissioning, all that comes. I had already been through all that several years prior <laughs> to receiving it and really knowing that. But then no one owns me but God. He's the one that he's the one that controls me. He's the one that releases the anointing on me. He is the one that protects me. You know, the anointing on your life is what protects you. Amen. Amen. So uh, training, I was going to talk about the school of the prophets. I'll just give you the scripture reference to give you some homework. First Samuel 19 verses 18 through 24. First Samuel 19 verse 18 through 24, the first school of the prophets. Samuel cultivated an atmosphere in his school that welcomed the anointing of Holy Spirit. Isn't that what we're doing here? So much so that Saul sent messengers to find David. Remember that? He wanted to kill David, they say, for the second, second time, third time, whatever it was, who was hiding out. He sent messengers three times. Whenever they went out, whenever they entered the camp, they start prophesying. And then Saul decided, he was fed up. He says, okay, I'm going to go myself. He went, and he also got overtaken, and he began to prophesy. So this is, that's, that's an example of how the atmosphere sets the place in the, for God to really come and land on. 1 Samuel 19, verses 8 through 24. It'll tell you more about, that's another scripture regarding... Um, David and Samuel. It's actually the beginning part. Because the part here I was looking at was like in verse 9 when uh, Saul was there 
with his spear in his hand. He was really after David. David was playing his heart. And then an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul. Did you guys see that in there? Wow. There's so, so much little hidden nuggets in, in the word. Okay, so let's see what else we want to give before we close. Uh, circumcision of the heart. Ezekiel 36, verse 23 to 27. Really, 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 really important. And I think that's when I got that word about the gift. I got this gift for you. And I had a circumcision of the heart. You know how men get circumcised? I won't say men, <laughs> babies. <laughs> but there are some men that do it, I guess, later in life. But, you know, if you look at the Old Testament, it happened a whole lot in the times that they had to do that, and it was men. So we're talking about the circumcision of the heart. We're talking about our spirit. And God wants us to be one in him, one with him. So the ideal is found in Romans 2.29 about the circumcision. It refers to having a pure heart separated unto God. A pure heart. Ezekiel is another reference. Ezekiel 36, uh-huh, 23 through 27. That's the Old Testament reference where it says, I will give you a new heart, put a new spirit within you. Now take out the stony heart, put a lot of flesh in you. So this is something God has always wanted from the Old Testament, even into the New Testament. He wants to be one with us. And you know how the Bible talks about being one with our mate, our husband and wife, he brings them together. And then in intercourse, they become one. And then they become one. And and in that, they have their protection. They have their strength. They have their authority. They have their, they should find purpose together. Right? Same concept with the spiritual and our spirit man becoming one with Holy Spirit. I think when that happened to me, I, I had um, shared, a, um, shared it in a, I shared it in another teaching, but I also shared it because um, this one, uh, Kenneth Copeland's daughter had the same experience and hers was able to be recorded. And so I bought the tape and played it at a class lesson that I had, a class that I was doing. And so I'm going to share that with you guys here, but I'm going to shut off this uh, recording. So we're ending the, the class on the recording right now. And I'm going to push it and close it out. Till next time, thank you for listening in.